I started to preach Wednesday night and the Holy Ghost took off. And I've been just can't get it off my spirit. Prayed the rest of the week for the Lord to give me words to say to this church for this day. And I'm not going to, I don't ever preach what I want to preach. I always preach what the Lord lays upon my heart. And then, amen, then it's his, it's his word. It's his timing. And he knows exactly what needs to be said. And I'm thankful to just be a little piece, amen, of what God's doing in this city. Amen. And in this church, amen. And my prayer is that everybody in this place, amen, the fire of the Holy Ghost will fall upon every one of you today. Amen. Amen. I tell you, one thing about fire is that if you end up in a fire, one thing you don't do is sit still. Amen. Something's going to change. Amen. Something's going to move. Somebody's going to holler. Something's going to happen. Amen, when you get in the fire. John 15 and 16, you have not chosen me. This is Jesus speaking. He said, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit. Everybody say fruit. And that your fruit should, everybody say, remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Amen. I want to preach about fruit that remains. Amen. Set your Bibles down. Amen. I need some prayer warriors to help me pray right now. Amen. That God would perform exactly His perfect will in this house today. In the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your voice and cry out to Him. We need Him in this place right now. you so much God we thank you for all your blessings thank you for helping us God to strengthen us God hallelujah we love you Jesus we honor you today God you've been faithful to us hallelujah amen can you clap your hands to the Lord hallelujah and you can be seated thank you for standing amen I want to make sure my amen corner is here today. Praise the Lord. Amen. Did, did, did you know that amen is the proper response when the word of God goes forth? Amen. Whether it feels good or it hurts or you like it or you don't like it or rubs your fur the right way or the wrong way, it's still amen. Praise God. I want to preach today about fruit. Not just fruit, but fruit that remains. Amen. It's so good to have the Jordans here from Magnolia. I forgot. God bless them. Amen. Praise God. He was pulling up today, and I said, you're a long way from home. Amen. They're celebrating their anniversary. I can't imagine a better place to go on your anniversary than to Hot Springs and go to church. (laughs) It don't get any better than that. Praise God. Amen. I want to preach today about fruit. Amen. I began Wednesday night to talk about what happens when uh, you get the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost produces fruit. Amen. Produces fruit. Love and joy and peace and long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and then it produces this thing called faith. Everybody say faith. Amen. Did you walk in? Did you have faith today when you came in? You still believe God's a healer? You believe he's a miracle worker? Hallelujah. Faith. Everybody say faith again. Amen. Not just faith when the preacher's preaching, but faith when you're out there all alone by yourself. Amen. Well, I said when you're all alone, you're all by yourself. Amen. You still got something inside of you called the Holy Ghost that should be producing the fruit of the Spirit. Amen, when the devil's on your shoulder and nobody else is around to help you, you ought to have enough faith to say, get thee behind me, Satan. I'm going over, I'm not going under. You shouldn't have to have anybody propping you up or pushing you. Well, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. When you got the Holy Ghost, there's things in that it just produces. Amen. And it produces faith. It produces meekness. It produces temperance, which means you're even-handed. You are not uh, out of control. You're, you're not, you are in control of your temper and your attitude and your spirit. Well, praise God. Praise God. Amen. Getting quiet already. Amen. Dave, you can't control your temper. That means the Holy Ghost ain't in you. Because the Holy Ghost produces fruit. Amen. You can't lie about the Holy Ghost. I've seen the devil speak in tongues. Just because somebody speaks in tongues, that don't fool me one bit. It's either got a Jerusalem ring to it or it don't. Amen. I... I'm not here for the jibber-jabber. I'm here to see some fruit of the Spirit of God. Uh, Amen. When you get the real Holy Ghost, uh, it comes with a fruit package. I said it comes with a package of fruit. Uh, Amen. And if you keep walking in the Spirit and living in the Spirit, it'll be producing the fruit of the Spirit. Clap your hands to the Lord. Man, this is... Why it's important, because the Bible said that if it remains on you, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he said he may give it to you. Amen. There's, when you begin to pray, if you've got the fruit of the Spirit on you and in you and working through you, your prayers are probably going to get answered. Amen. If your prayers ain't getting answered, it's time to do a reality check. Amen. It ain't God ran out of power or laid down and took a nap or nothing like that. His arm didn't get short. Amen. More than likely, it's something in our own spirit that's stopping it from happening. Well, when I pray, I want it to happen. I said, when I pray, I want something to shake. When I pray, I want God to hear me, and I want him to turn it around. Amen. That means I have to do things. Man, you know, they're, 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 living for God is not a welfare program where he just hands out blessings every day to undeserving people, people that ain't trying, don't give a rip. That ain't how this deal works. Amen. Living for God is definitely capitalism. It's not socialism. The harder you work, the more blessed you're going to get. The more you try, the more you're going to get. The more faithful you get to the house of God, the more power you're going to feel. The more repentance that you... The more you turn from this world, the closer you're going to get to God. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to talk about fruit today. It's simply the product. Everybody say the product. Fruit is the product of a plant or a tree. It's what is produced. In biblical terms, we always using analogies and the Bible is always talking about fruits. Fruits in the biblical would mean a product of an individual. Praise God. The product of an individual, a product of your life. Praise God. A product of your actions. A product of your ministry. A product of your commitments. A product of your disciplines. Amen. Praise God. It's getting quiet in here. Fruit is simply the product. Fruit did not produce itself. Fruit was produced by something else. Amen. My, my pastor always said if, you, if you're walking out in the middle of nowhere and you're walking by a fence and you see a turtle and he's sitting on the fence post, just know he didn't get there by himself. Well, hallelujah. Just know he didn't get there by himself. He's the product or he's the fruit of somebody picking him up and putting him on that fence post. 
Well, I'm going to preach to the church for a little while. Amen. If you don't like the fruit of your life, if you don't like what it's producing, don't blame the fruit. Boy, them aggravating kids these days. I don't know what to do with them. Amen. I know what to do with them. Praise God. The Bible teaches what to do with them. Amen. Raise them up in the way they ought to be raised. I said raise them up how they ought to be raised. Raise them up in the ways of God. Raise them up in the church house. Amen. Wash their mouth out with soap when they say things they shouldn't say. Amen. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Amen. Everybody say the fruit. Man, the fruit of your life is simply the product that is produced by the decisions that you make, the things that you do, and the way that you act, and the things you make a priority of. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. And everybody's going to have a crop someday. Amen. I, I like good fruit. I said, I like good stuff. I like peace that passeth all understanding. Uh, I like joy unspeakable and full of glory. Uh, I like a home where everybody loves everybody. Uh, well, hallelujah, I like the blessings of the Lord. Uh, I hallelujah. Amen, but everybody say that's the fruit. Fruit is important. This is the Lord speaking in Luke the 13th chapter. He spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came and he sought fruit thereon and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. So the, this is what he says when he, when he don't find fruit for three years. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? Or why is it even a trouble? Why is it even bothering space? Taking up space in the dirt if it's not going to produce fruit. I'm telling you. Boy, I feel like preaching right now. You, you can just read the Bible and, and it's very obvious that God is seeking fruit. I said, you, you got to be blind to read this Bible and not be able to see that God wants his people to be producers of good fruit. And God comes and he, I'm going to help somebody if you'll let me. He's going to come by and check on your house someday uh, and says, I've been blessing them for three years. Uh, I've been giving them rain from heaven. Uh, I've been giving them nutrients from the ground. Uh, hey, I come to see, what am I getting out of this? Come on, church. Let's get honest right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is looking for us to do something. God. God wants us to do something. In the kingdom of God, the most important fruit is simply souls. Praise God. It's souls. It's salvation. The Bible said he would add daily to the church such as should be saved. Amen. The church is here to produce fruit. We can't have the mentality. We don't, we don't need any more people. Well, hallelujah. Everybody is involved in the fruit producing process. Well, hallelujah. You may not ever preach a message, but you can pray until God moves. Come on, church. 
A church that is praying will produce fruit. A church that is praying will produce fruit. It ain't about who gets to preach and who don't get to preach. Hey, we all have to get connected up to the source. Praise God. We can all, we all need to have a prayer life. When you have a prayer life, you are part of the process of producing fruit. When you're praying God send revival, God's going to hear your prayer and you're part of the process. When you teach Bible studies to people, you're a part of the process of producing fruit in the kingdom of God. Amen. But when you tell people your testimony... Well, I can't preach, I can't sing, I can't teach a Bible study. But Well, you can tell your testimony. You can. Boy, the devil don't want me preaching this. You've got a testimony if you've got the Holy Ghost. If you're in this church today, you've got an amazing story of how God brought you out. Hallelujah. You were in darkness. And God brought you into this marvelous light. You ought to be telling everybody everywhere all the great things that God has done for you. Amen. You know what the beautiful thing about your testimony is? You can't gossip about the church and tell it at the same time. A fountain don't spew out bitter and sweet at the same time, or it shouldn't be so. Uh, the Bible, Hallelujah. Lift your hands to the Lord together right now. Hallelujah. 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 You may say, well, I can't do none of that. Well, you can at least be an example. You can at least be an epistle read and seen of all men. A letter that people are reading when they see your life. Amen, that you're not a roller coaster of emotions. But they say that is a very stable individual. Boy, it's getting quiet already. Amen. Did you know stability is part of being a light? Well, thank you, Jesus. Amen, I want to produce fruit. What about you? Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I was thinking about something. I, some people say, well, I'm just not the talking type, and I'm not the, I'm not the type that could tell. I'm just real shy. And I, and I understand that I'm not trying to turn everybody into a preacher. But, you know, you could at least be led of the Spirit. Praise God. Amen. I'm, I'm not going to say everybody that's ever gone shopping was led of the Spirit. And everybody that ever went to the mall was ever led of the Spirit. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'll be preaching about being a good steward next Sunday maybe. <laughs> but one Easter Sunday, before Easter, my wife, she said, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to go buy a hat for Easter Sunday. Now normally I would say, you know, yeah, well, praise God. <laughs> Amen. You sure that was the Lord telling you to go to the mall? Praise <laughs> God. But anyway, she went to the mall. And while she was at the mall looking for a hat, I don't even, did you ever find a hat? She didn't find a hat. See, see, the Lord was working in my favor. <laughs> Praise God. He never stops working. <laughs> even when I don't see it, he's working. 
Praise God. She said, I, I just feel like I need to go get a hat. She went to the, to the mall, went into Dillard's. And there was a lady named Sister Monks that she ran into. Didn't know her. And uh, anyway, they were looking for a place to uh, come to church. And they grew up old-time Pentecost. And I'm telling you, there ain't a whole lot of old-time Pentecost anymore. Praise God. Praise God. Well, that's good preaching right here. Hallelujah. Looking for a hat at the mall. All the ladies say, use me, Lord. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. She ran run into a lady named Sister Monks. Well, they're so excited about church, they show up and we ain't even having church that night. Easter Sunday night, we didn't even have church. They showed up. And we weren't even here. Well, they showed up the next time. And, and then Sister Moody comes. and I think she was at the mall with them. Maybe somewhere else. It was the Lord's will that day. People to just shop. Amen. And then somebody else came. 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 And I added it up one day. And how many was it? 30-something people, amen, came to this church because somebody went looking for a hat one day. Well, praise God. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. Boy, I feel like preaching right now. Amen. We're without excuse. All you got to do is get your heart right. Get all the bitterness out of your spirit and start being led of God. God may, God may tell you to buy gasoline at that gas station and there may be a man standing there that says, God, if you're real, I want you to send somebody to me today. I want to know. God. Boy, I feel like preaching right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. God help us. I, I hope we're not so busy in life we can't even hear the voice of God. So busy in our little hobbies and doing our little stuff and got our little lives planned out that God couldn't even nudge you. And Spending all of our time trying to fulfill the lusts of our flesh that we can't even hear the voice of God. Well, I'm going to preach you while I'm having fun. Amen. I, I, I want to convey something to this church. Amen. The burden that I've got for revival, I want you to get the same burden. I said I want you to get the same burden. I said, I want it to get on you. Come on, church. I'm going to preach to you a little while. I'm going to preach to you a little while. The father-in-law of Moses, he said, Moses, this load is too heavy for you. You need to get some help. You need to get some help, Moses. Moses picked out 70 good men and the spirit transferred from Moses to those good men. You know what I'm praying? God, let that spirit get on this church. God, I want to produce fruit. I said, I want to produce fruit. Amen. I got a feeling you got to get happy where you're planted before you can produce fruit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I said you better get happy where you're at or you'll never be able to produce fruit. Hey Amen. You gotta You gotta dig your roots down deep where the nutrients are, where the blessings are, if you're ever gonna produce fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul writing, he said, For even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again unto my necessity. 
not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit. Praise God. Paul's right, and he said, they sent me an offering, but I don't care about an offering. I don't care about a gift. What I want is fruit. I'm telling you, the Lord's been dealing with me. I said, God's been dealing with my spirit. Amen. There's too many people wanting a gift. Too many people wanting a position and not wanting fruit. Too, too many people wanting to be important and not enough people wanting to just have fruit. Hey. Come on, church. I'm trying to help somebody right now. Hallelujah. You, you, you got to get it. Amen. The kingdom of God is not about you. It's about him. I said it's about him. Amen. And when you make up your mind, I don't care who gets the credit. I don't care who gets the credit. I want fruit. Praise God, it may take me three or four hours to get through this. Amen. There'll be a few people get to leave early because they got it. But the rest, I don't know if you're going to get the pop quiz at the end or not. Amen. We have guards standing outside not going to let anybody leave till they pass the pop quiz. No, not yet. Amen. Praise God. We do have a security team that's about to go to a class and and they're going to learn how to shoot people, I guess. So anyway, if anybody comes in acting crazy, if I was you, I'd just get under a pew real fast. <laughs> Praise God. But anyway, that's another story. And they're going to have a little gold thing right there. And they're my designated shooters. So nobody else shoot. You just roll. Praise God. I'm rolling out that way. No, we got, I, I'm not just, the only reason I'm doing it is to make people comfortable. Amen. <laughs> I'm on my way to heaven. If somebody makes me go faster, praise God. Amen. I'm not stressed out about nothing, nowhere. Amen. I'm not, I'm not ignorant, but I know God's in control. Amen. I, well, help me preach you while. Amen. Everybody say, I want fruit. The Bible said we've been called and ordained to bring forth fruit. Amen. Fruit. Amen, I want revival. I want this church, uh, before we move over there, I want chairs all the way to the front. And I want chairs up here. And, amen, I want it packed out. But, but I want you to understand what I'm going to preach about. I want fruit, but I want fruit that remains. Well, I said I want fruit that remains. Amen. Praise God. I, I heard a man tell about a revival that Verbal Bean preached in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And 103 people got the Holy Ghost. And the pastor, elder, B.A. Spell said 97 of those people stayed with the church. Boy, that fired me up. I said that fired me up. You know what we got to do? We got to put it into people. What it's going to take to make it all the way. Amen. I said we got to put it into people. Amen. We got to become the church that it's going to take to be able to keep fruit. I said we got to become the right kind of church that can retain the fruit that God wants to bring here. Hallelujah. Amen. There's fruit that should be here today, but they're not here because they came in contact with some bad fruit. I said there's fruit that should be here right now. And they're not here because they ran into some bad fruit. You know what that tells me? We got to become good fruit. We got to become like him. 
Boy, I feel Jesus backing me up right now. Let us be the reason people stay. Don't let us be the reason people go. I, 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 help me, God. Lift your hands to the Lord right now. I, I want you to ask God. Right, I, I want you to pray right now. God, let me be the one, the reason people stay. Come on, all across this house, everybody, lift your hands. God, let me be the reason somebody stays. God forbid I become the reason somebody leaves. God forbid I get a millstone tied around my neck and cast into the sea. Come on, I feel Jesus in this place right now. God forbid my gossip run somebody off. God forbid my attitude run somebody off. God help this church. God, we want the revival. We want the help, God. We want the strength, Lord. Hallelujah. Help us. Help us, God. Hallelujah. Amen. In order to be the church where the fruit remains, man, we got to preach the whole counsel of God. I said the whole counsel of God. We, we, we don't want numbers for numbers' sake. You hear me? We don't want numbers for numbers' sake. We want conversions. We want people to remain. When people's eyes are open to that book, amen, we want to be the church. We want to be the people. We want to be the environment that will help them. I, Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus operated in love and he went around doing good and he never took the word of God and used it to beat people up. But out of love, he said, sit down and let me teach you something. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the meek. Amen. Blessed are ye when men revile you. And he began to teach the word of God to them. Amen. And when he taught the word of God, he did it with love. And he did it with the right spirit. But one thing he didn't do was he didn't lie to them. And we sad when Pentecost, when the preaching, the camp meeting preaching, and, and all the big conferences, it's all a bunch of you're going to win, and it's all pump you up. And when you leave, you think, what did they say? I remember feeling something, but I don't have a clue what was said. Uh, a man in churches where men of God won't even preach anything. Just talking to somebody from another city not long ago, and they said, uh, the, the, the pastor where they're at, they won't, he, he just won't preach against anything. He said he won't even use the word hell because he, he thinks that's too harsh. And I'm here because somebody said the word I laid awake a whole lot of nights as a teenager because somebody didn't hold it back, but they said, if you don't get right, you're going to burn forever. And it etched in my mind, I was going to have to get right if I wanted to be saved. Amen. We've got to teach and preach the doctrine. Amen. There is not another way besides Acts 2.38. I don't care if the church says Pentecost or apostolic or whatever it is. Uh, 
if they don't say you got to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Hallelujah. Hey, our people got to know there's not another way. New converts got to know there's, this is not just a one way you can make it to heaven. This is not our flavor of how you get to heaven. Uh, this is the word of God. Uh, amen. Except the man is born of the water and of the spirit, uh, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Uh, if you ain't got the Holy Ghost, uh, you ain't going anywhere. Uh, Hallelujah. Amen. We got to teach our young people. We got to teach our old people. We got to teach our young couples. We got to teach everybody. Amen. The doctrines. You got to be able to know what this good book says. You got to know the oneness of God. You got to know, hero Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. Uh, You got to know there's not a trinity in that Bible. Uh, You got to know the word trinity ain't written anywhere in this. Uh, You got to know it's a doctrine that came 300 years after the Bible. You. One, two, three, four, five, six. Sound like a song I keep singing. Uh, Amen. I think in our minds sometimes we get, we get to thinking we're, we're Jesus' name and they're not. They're, they're, they're Christians their way and we're Christians our way. There's not two ways to be a Christian. There's not another baptism. There's not, an, there's not another way to do this. There's one way. There's one Lord. There's one faith. There's one baptism. And when you get it in your spirit, it ought to eat you alive to think that your neighbors don't know, to think that your co-workers don't know. It ought to get on you. Come on, lift your hands to God. Hallelujah. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got to teach. If the fruit's going to remain, they got to understand that Jesus' name, baptism, is for the remission of sins. That means the cancellation of the debt of their sins. That means if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name, you've got to do it. There's no alternative. Uh, Amen. People, people don't have a problem sometimes when you preach you need to get the Holy Ghost because, amen, we just live in those times. Where they all think they got the Holy Ghost. Amen. Before our fruit to remain, our people got to understand. When you get the Holy Ghost, you're going to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Let me tell you, if you're in this church, I'm humbly and meek as I can. If you have not spoken tongues, please talk to me. Amen. Whatever you've been told, whatever you've been taught by whoever, wherever. If you've never spoken tongues, if you ain't spoken tongues in a long time, come talk to me. Call me. Let me help you. Amen. Listen to the burden of this man of God today. Don't don't go off into eternity without the Holy Ghost. Don't, don't go off into eternity saying I spoke in tongues 40 years ago at a Brush Arbor meeting. If you're praying right now and you can't break through, that ought to tell you something. I said if you're praying right now and you can't 
break through in the spirit and begin to speak with other tongues, there's something wrong. Something's blocked up. Something's locked up. Please don't go into eternity. You're like the watchman on the wall today. Not only sounding the trumpet for the church, but also the fruit that's going to come after us. I feel like I'm preaching to the future harvest of this church right now. I said I'm preaching to the future harvest. I'm preaching to your children. 10 years from now, I'm preaching right now. Hey man, it's gotta get inside of you. It's gotta get deep in you or they're not going to get it. Hey man, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus name baptism is a great feeling. Feeling the Spirit of God is a great feeling. That's not the whole gospel, though. The gospel of Jesus Christ is not the burial and the resurrection. It's getting quiet. I said the whole counsel of God is not the burial and the resurrection. But it is the death, the burial, and the resurrection. If we want fruit to remain, we got to preach the whole gospel. I said we got to preach the whole thing. And before you can be buried, and before you can be resurrected, There's got to be a death somewhere. Amen. You don't bury things that are alive. And things that are alive don't need to be resurrected. But when something dies, then you can bury it. And after you bury it, then it can be resurrected. And I want the fruit to remain. I think we get in such a hurry sometimes to get people to talk in tongues. That we don't let them die first. I said we get in such a hurry and we're shaking them, speaking tongues. and We're grabbing their jaws and trying to get them to do something. We're trying to resurrect them when they're not even dead yet. Somebody's praying and they're crying. Let them cry. Let them pray. Let them talk to God. Let them change things in their mind. Because if that thing don't ever click in their mind. I'm convinced there's people in this church, you've got enough Holy Ghost that if you grab somebody, they're going to feel the Holy Ghost. I'm convinced there's people in this church, you pray enough uh, that if you grab somebody, they're going to feel something. But that didn't mean they died and was buried and resurrected. Uh, There's a process that you went through. uh, There's a process I went through. And there's a process they got to go through. uh, And they got to get on. Man, our focus should be is what has to happen in the order it needs to happen. Well, praise God. Praise God. Is this all right? They say verbal being would go preach somewhere and 50 people would get mad and leave. And then 200 would come get the Holy Ghost. You know what that tells me? There was 50 bad fruit connected to the tree already. Hey, don't tell me you love this word 
when you don't love the preach word. Don't, don't act like you're a saint and you love this, but when the word of God goes forth, you go. Could I get an amen in the house? Let me tell you what, this, this, this is a bonus. <laughs> For you to have this and me to have this is a bonus. In the Bible days, they didn't have this. It was written on a scroll contained in the temple. Uh, amen. And he said, long before you had that, or you had it on your phone, he said, I'm going to give you pastors after my own heart. And they're going to feed you knowledge and understand. Well, I, I don't want nobody telling me. I've got, no, if you don't like that. Come on now. Somebody help me right now. Hallelujah. 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 What people like about this is they can just go to the next chapter. They could skip right over the hair chapter in Corinthians. The thing about this, you can just go to the page you like. But the thing about that right there, God knows what you don't like. And the chapter you skipped, he's going to make sure you hear it. I'm sure I'm preaching about somebody on the internet. I'm sure it's a nobody present because y'all ain't like that. Hallelujah. But I feel like, and and this is just God dealing with me. I feel like Pentecost has tricked itself into not preaching repentance because they think people won't do it. I'm going to preach. If you don't preach repentance... They ain't going to remain anyway. If somebody don't change, I don't care if they talk in tongues an hour, if they ain't got a made up mind, you ain't going to see them again. But help me preach, God. Hallelujah. But we, to the point where I say we, I got my pronouns all mixed up. I ain't in the we. I mean, I'm, I'm going to preach the Bible. And I'm going to preach it with love. And I'm going to tell, you still got to come out from among them and be separate. And if you don't, you ain't going to remain connected to the tree. If you don't turn, something's going to get a hold of you. Hallelujah. Amen. Of course, it's got to be, people got to know you love them. Man, people got to know that you're doing it because you care about them. That's why you do it with passion, not with aggravation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's a switch in your mind. I'm always talking about that switch in your mind. There's a switch in your mind that has to click. And you have to say, not my will, but thy will be done. That's what true repentance is. That you give up. I'm telling you, when people start getting rid of the world, getting rid of their old music and their old friends, and they start making changes, that's what true repentance is. When when they quit going to the sites on the internet that are full of perversion, that's true repentance. And when you get something... And you say, God, if this ain't pleasing to you, I don't want to do it. You're, you're the fruit. 
that will remain. I want to tell you what this Bible says. He that endureth to the end will be saved. You know what it's going to take to endure to the end? It's going to take somebody that's willing to repent. I'm going to, you know, we, we should rejoice. We should, we should be happy more about repentance than we should be about anything. Well, we had one talking tongues tonight. Well, praise God. Was he, y'all shaking him so hard? That, praise God, I'm sorry. Praise God. I shake him too, but I make sure the Holy Ghost is shaking with me. Praise God. And I always thought 20, 21 years ago, I got the Holy Ghost I never backed up. I never turned around. I never thought about it. It never come to my mind. But I thought about it yesterday. When I got the Holy Ghost, I repented. Well, hallelujah. Well, this is going over real well. I'll tell you what the Bible says. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one center that speaks in tongues. No, that's not right. Over one center that repenteth. Of all the things that could happen in a church service, I've seen people be healed. I've seen them baptized in Jesus' name. I've seen them speak in tongues. I've seen them run the aisles. I've seen them run top the pews. I seen them roll on the floor, but I never read a scripture where they said they're having a party in heaven because they were holy rolling. But I did read where there's a party in heaven when one person makes up their mind. The angels in heaven start rejoicing when one person says, I'm not going to be who I used to be. This is the day that I'm going to turn. You mean the angels in heaven aren't rejoicing when you baptized somebody the other night? Well, I don't know, but the Bible didn't say that. But it did say when somebody repents. That's when the party starts. Why why did they choose repentance to have the party? Why not communion? Or why not a healing? Or why not baptism? Or why not somebody speaking in tongues? Why, Why did it not say that? Because when somebody repents, truly repents, that's the one that's going to remain. Let me tell you why people are in and out and up and down, back and forth, and fighting the devil all the time, and can't get stable, and blah, blah, blah. It's because they never truly gave it all to God. Stand together with me, so I want to give you hope right now that I'm about to quit. Help me, God. Help me, God. You know what my prayer is? God, don't don't let people just, don't don't let them just cry enough to get a touch of God. Don't let them just get everybody to pray with them until they feel a touch of God. God, this is my prayer. I want somebody in their mind to say this is the day. This is the day that I'm truly going to repent. When you repent, you can't hate people anymore. 
when you repent, you can't be a gossiper anymore. When you repent, you can't go back to the world and do what you used to do. When you repent, you can't talk like you used to talk. When you repent, your wardrobe will change. When you repent, your attitude will change. When you repent, your entertainment will change. When you really repent, old things will pass away. And behold, everything will become new. When you repent, the Word of God don't make you mad anymore. How do you know you haven't repented? Well, when the preacher starts preaching and you get mad. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, don't get on that. What if I need to? What, What if that's what you need? Don't get on that hair, oh Lord. That it's a shame for a man to have long hair. Oh, don't get on that. Praise God. Don't start talking about when a woman cuts her hair, she's cut her glory. You ain't repented if that makes you mad. Praise God. The Bible begins to talk about ornamentation. Let me tell you, did you know God created silver and gold and platinum and There's nothing inherently evil about anything that God created like that. Precious stones, precious metals. Matter of fact, God took all those beautiful things and he placed them upon Lucifer. God adorned Lucifer with precious stones. All the beautiful ones. God sits back and watch what it did to Lucifer. What happened with all that stuff, all that adornment of all the... He got lifted up in his cell. He got prideful. And he got cast out of heaven. God told the children of Israel, go to your neighbor in Egypt. Get all the gold and silver. Spoil them. God told them to take it all. He wasn't telling them to take something evil. He sat back and watched. Because they took all that and they created a golden calf. And it made God mad when they started bowing down to that gold. And he said, grind it up. Pour it in the water. And drink it. What are you talking about? I want the gold to be on the inside. You get to the New Testament. The writers of the New Testament say don't adorn with gold and silver. Hey, I don't care if everybody in the world does it. I'm going to preach that Bible right there. He said, the writer said, let your ornaments be of a quiet and meek spirit. Let them be. Let your ornaments. That's jewelry in our language. Let your ornaments be on the inside. Why? Because every time people got them and they begin to wear them and collect them, and it became an idol to them. God said, "I'm not going to share my glory with anybody." Let me tell you, if the Word of God makes you mad, you're not repenting. If it makes you bow up, you're not repenting. And I'm going to tell you as the man of God, 
If you want to remain, you got to repent. If you don't repent, it's just like somebody hanging on to Jim Beam under the bed. I could preach it till I was blue in the face. But somebody just can't. What it is, it's showing you're not repenting. And if you don't repent, something will come along. And it'll grab you. And it, you'll say, boy, I hate it that that happened to them. I hate it that that happened to them. I hate it that it wasn't that. It was that. It was something in their spirit. The Bible said it's an abomination for a woman to wear that which pertaineth to a man. Did you know Walmart even knows what pertains to a man? Evil Walmart. Them people that own that, they're the strangest folks. They're from Northwest. They ain't from around here. You can walk to the bathroom at Walmart and there's one bathroom where there's a picture of somebody with a pair of pants on. And there's another bathroom. But the preacher could preach it out of the Bible and people get mad. But when Walmart preaches it, praise God. You know what? I, I just want, I want every fruit. I want to tell you, your fruit of somebody. You didn't just land here all by yourself. Don't, don't think you're so special that this was all your idea. I'm a fruit of somebody. You're a fruit of somebody. Somebody prayed for you. Somebody taught you. Somebody led you. Somebody raised you in truth. Whatever it was, you're the fruit of somebody. And if the fruit is going to remain... We got to get a hold of the whole counsel of God. Help us, God. You, you know what you, you know what you ought to say, God. I want to truly repent. Because I, I want to tell you this, and then I'm done. That we fool ourselves into thinking we're giving something up. But I want to tell you, true repentance is one of the greatest feelings. Well, I wish y'all could see what I'm seeing right now. Maybe if I wipe my eyes off, it'll change. Praise God. When I repented of my sins, I was all by myself in Oklahoma in a hotel room. And for two hours, I cried and I repented. I flipped the switch in my mind. I'm never going back. Whatever you And I cried and I prayed. And I'm telling you, this is where we've messed ourselves up. We think people won't like repentance. But repentance is such the greatest feeling. I, I thought I had the Holy Ghost. <laughs> when I laid down after two hours of praying, I felt so good. I was I thought I had the Holy Ghost. <laughs> repentance is the second best feeling I've ever had in my life. When I just gave it all to God. Hey, I'm preaching to people right now. That you're hanging on to something that's causing you to not have a good feeling. It's messing up your the conduit that brings the good feeling. Well, praise Why don't you lift your hands to the Lord? The greatest feeling. Come on, why don't you pray? God, give me that feeling. God, I give it all to you. Hallelujah. Come on, church, help me pray right now. Help me pray, church. Hallelujah. 
Oh, I surrender all to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, church, don't go backwards. It's time to move forward in God right now. Hallelujah. 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 Halamaha talama. Tarabababahasa tarabahasha karabahata. Oda babahasi or rabahasa.